Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Welcome. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. I'm joined as always... Not always, but lately always. Mostly. Mostly by my fanny, female nanny, because I called you a manny. Yeah, and then that's you a man. Because you thought I was keep watching a man that made me a manny. Well, I mean, I've never been in a financial position to have a manny before. You know, a uh, fanny. Not a whatever it is. But you know, I'm not as much of, of a fanny anymore now that you're working. I know, but you, but you do make sure I get lunch at work, so yeah. that's so important. Yeah. And then, and then today you didn't defend me when I got called high maintenance at no, the office. No, I supported that. <laughs> I mean, but so, I said it's fine. I, I like high maintenance. I'm okay with it. I'd rather you be high maintenance than not say what you feel, you know? Is that how people look at high maintenance? Yeah. Is people that are direct? Yeah, my husband says I'm high maintenance. <laughs> that's for different reasons, <laughs> Meredith. That's, that's yeah, that's di- right. You wear the same outfit every day. You're not high maintenance. <laughs> That's what I don't get. I think of high maintenance as in somebody that always wants like clothes and yeah. stuff and all that. Yeah. Stuff. I'm just high maintenance because I'm never satisfied. Yeah. I mean, how is that high maintenance? Yeah, that's a different type of high maintenance. So what's it like working? How are you doing? You know, I'm still struggling. Yeah. You know, I'm We're still a couple struggling. weeks in for yeah. everyone after a, maybe people are listening later on yeah. after a, a month and a half off. Two months. Two months off. Of corona, coronacation. Yeah. Chronication, I guess. But anyway, let's move on. All right. So what you got for us, Meredith? Well, today we're going to talk about um, three questions you should ask yourself before spending money. But before we get into it, I do have a review. So we're going to talk about three questions you should ask yourself before you spend any money, Mm -hmm. whether that's money on technology, marketing, team, new building, it doesn't matter. Anything for the business. Anything. Well, even for yeah. your life, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But this at least... Can, a- this can relate to a lot of different things, I think, not just dentistry, too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll let you back to our review. All right. Because we're still getting them, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. So if you guys have any free time... Because I'm going to stop doing the podcast if we don't get reviews. Okay. So if you guys have any free time, please leave us a review um, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I'm new to listening to this podcast. And as a recent grad, I'm gaining a lot of knowledge over many different topics. I really love all of the actionable stuff T-Bone says do and the summary points made at the very end. 
Also, I really like all the personal finances stuff he talks about. Most dental podcasts only talk about dentistry and not how to manage your money. So keep it up, and I'll continue to listen to your podcast. So I picked this before I knew we were going to talk more about money today. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of worked out well. Well, that's good. You know, I I don't know why we don't ever get any negative reviews. I'm not inviting negative reviews. Yeah, no. But but if you do have a negative review, I mean, I'm, I welcome it. I but mean, if, if you want to leave a review that you also think T-Bone's high maintenance, that's fine. <sighs> but listen, but now that I think about it, why would somebody leave a negative review? They're not listening to the podcast. Somebody that's listening every week right. is finding it good. Right. They're, no, they're just going to stop listening, so they're not going to know to leave a review. I guess. Whatever. Whatever they say. All right. So what's going on with 3D Dentists? Well, we are going to continue. The live streams through the coronacation have been a hit. Yeah. So we are going to continue those. I think um, with the craziness of everyone's everyday life, they enjoyed it and were able to not have to travel and that kind of thing. So we'll be able to live stream from our live courses going forward. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think I was forced to... Uh, really pivot and come up with a new idea. I've always been, I've always had a fear that if we did it live, that people, if we did a online version, that people wouldn't come to the live course. But I'm convinced uh, uh, the people that would do it live, generally speaking, aren't the ones that would come to the live course anyway. So I think we're going to be able to spread our message to more people. It's good business. Uh, And I think it's, uh, it's moving to that, that direction in the future. So that's there. So let's get into the podcast for this week. All right. So for the three questions you should ask yourself before spending money, I'll ask you the first question, T-Bone. Why don't we go ahead and uh, kind of go over all three questions? I'll tell you what, okay. I'll go over all three questions so people know. Okay? okay. So will the money I spend touch my customers? Will the money I spend on X improve efficiency that actually matters? And will the money I spend on X actually generate revenue. So those are the three questions that we're going to look at today. And we're going to have some different examples, talk through some some things, some ideas that Mm -hmm. may come up and kind of go from there. So. Okay. Well, let's get started on the first one. Let's do that. Will the money I spend touch my customers? Well, I hope the money you spend does touch the customer. So, you know, what I'm thinking about something like that is first and foremost, Will your customers actually notice the difference? Right. You know, so let's think of something very simple, okay? I want to paint my walls in my, in my office a new color. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost, uh, let's call it three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. What do you think it would cost to paint the office? Somewhere in that yeah. ballpark? Five, yeah. $5,000, let's call it? Yeah. Would somebody notice that? Yes. Okay. So to me, that means it's touched the customer. Especially if it was that brown color it was before. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't complain about the colors I picked versus the color Mona picked. I wasn't there yet. (laughs) Uh, But um, so that's something that actually touches my customers in the sense that they notice that difference, you know. Then another thing about that is, will it benefit them? So now let's ask that. Is painting my walls actually going to benefit my my patients. Probably not. Probably not, right? So, you know, so now we got to weigh that out. So is painting the walls something that I want to do or is that something that actually is going to move my business? That's so, just something you want to do. In our particular case, because right. it's not like our walls are right. 
smoke colored or, yeah. you know, smoke filled or, or wallpaper that's peeling off or something yeah. like that. Right. So maybe that's money that maybe I was intent because I was intending to paint this year, uh-huh. but maybe that's something now I need to look at pushing off until maybe next year or in the future mm-hmm. because eh, it's, it's like buying a new car. Do I really yeah. need a new car right now? Yeah. No, the car I have works fine. So, you know, maybe unless it's, it's really dated. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like right benefit? now, we have a light gray. Yeah, so it's totally cool. Yeah, nobody's gonna notice the difference. Right. I mean, I, people haven't even noticed a sneeze guard yet. Every, that was... everybody noticed the sneeze guards. <laughs> they go around them, by the way. <laughs> do they really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Not sure what good they do, but you know, and another part of a, uh, of touching customers is will it attract new patients? Mm-hmm. Okay, or patients directly. directly. Right. So again, is painting a wall going yes. to make? Pa- no. Maybe send a, send, a, send a picture out there that I need to go to right. this office. It's yeah. not going to, right? No. Now, let's substitute that in for some technology, mm-hmm. okay? Probably the most common technology I get asked about is CEREC, mm-hmm. okay? So I'll have you answer that question as a patient, Meredith. So would you notice the difference if I had a CEREC machine in my practice? Yes. Assuming I actually used it. Right. Right? If it just sat in the corner... Because I would probably see somewhere in your marketing that you do crowns in one day. Right. And I've been going to a dentist for 10 years and I have to go back every time. Right. So that might help us attract new patients. Right. And does that type of investment actually benefit the patient? Yes. Absolutely. I only have to take one day off. Right. So it answers yes to the majority of those questions. Right. right? And so now let's look at it as a team member. Mm -hmm. You know, because in, in our conversation around this, we were talking about how we would look at this not because it started off as a conversation around technology and then i said well what about marketing what about team members or what about renovations Mm -hmm. and really this those questions apply across the board right right so so it's the same thing so now let's say if i get a new team member will my patients notice the difference most likely, yes. <laughs> in a good or unless, bad way. Yeah, unless, you know, we, you're named all the same. We had two Jessies, two Whitneys. It's like, are we even getting new people or are we just renaming people? <laughs> Would having more team members benefit the patient in our practice right now? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, This is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. 
Now let's get back to this week's episode. Yes. How? Well, if like right now we're having to put off patients a little while because we're still catching up from. Okay. So maybe having temp and a temp employee in this particular case may be beneficial. But I would argue that right now I don't see how a patient would benefit if from one got, extra person. From an extra person. It depends who that, you know, if it's not a hygienist, then probably not. Probably not, right? right. Uh, if it's not a hygienist or a dun- dentist to, yeah. to overdo, you know, to right. take to see up, more patients. To see more patients. So I would argue that right now it doesn't. Right. But then it's, uh, will a new team member attract patients directly? Depends how popular they are in the community. <laughs> well, it depends what 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 well, they what do. What procedures they have to offer. Or even, let's say, I hired a person that has a. Let's say I hired a front office person that also has a marketing, marketing background. Yeah. Would that help me? Or if they were insta famous. Or they were insta famous. Yeah, that right? would help. <laughs> that would help, right? Maybe right. not the type of help I want, but nonetheless, <laughs> it would help, right? So these are some of the questions that I kind of put myself through when I say. Will the money I spend on X actually touch my patients, okay, touch my customer? And will they notice a difference? Will it actually benefit them? And does it help attract new patients directly? You know, and and those are the things that I would say before I I would need something that I'm spending money on to really answer yes to the vast majority of that first question, those Mm -hmm. subcomponents of that. Yeah. Kind of make sense? Yeah. Hi. Did I do pretty well there? Yeah. I think another thing about attracting new patients directly um, and touching the customers would be hiring another dentist. Right. When you're you're looking for an associate, uh, hiring somebody who has a lot of Invisalign um, background or a lot of cosmetics and they're known for that. That that would be what we call a unicorn. Yeah. (laughs) That would help bring in new patients. In the associate world, we would call that that a unicorn. Yeah, but some... Some experience is better than none, right? Or, absolutely. Well, if you're given a choice. Yeah. Right. I, I would argue that even an assistant mm-hmm. or a hygienist right. that's come out of an office that has those experiences yeah. uh, would be good. As long as they're not a member of the ADHA. Yeah. We'll touch on that one a little bit later because that <laughs> okay. might not touch the customer directly. Right. Exactly. So we'll get started and move on to the next one. Will the money I spend improve efficiency that matters? That's a great topic. You know, I have a, I think I misunderstood when I talk about I'm not super focused on efficiency in the practice. And, um, you know, I just don't find efficiency to be that big of a thing on most of the things that we do in dentistry. And what I really mean by that is, I'll give you a great example, okay? Okay. Uh, Probably about 15 years ago, it's dating myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. There used to be these things called plasma light curing lights, uh-huh. and they would cure composite in three seconds. Versus what happened to them? <laughs> vers- I think they were exploding teeth. Or yeah, something. I don't know. But versus ten to twenty seconds. Right. Okay. And and the thing was, people were out there. Some very famous people in dentistry were out there saying, "This thing saves me an entire four hours a year, mm-hmm. five seconds at a time." Right. So the real question I have when it comes to efficiency, you know, when I talk about efficiency is, does it actually make me schedule differently? Right. You didn't start scheduling your appointments for 55 minutes instead of an hour. 
well, not even 55 minutes. It would be 59, <laughs> 59 minutes, minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds yeah. versus 60 minutes, right? Right. You just spent more time in hygiene. <laughs> right. Or I spent more time sitting in, my, in front of my computer. Yeah. Right? So, so when we start looking at efficiencies, you know, efficiencies are important. I don't, I don't right. want anybody to misunderstand me when I say that. Efficiencies are important. But efficiency has to result in a change in the way you schedule treatment. Okay, mm-hmm. so so that technology, for example, uh, for exa- I'll give you a, a simple example. Uh, I switched from a Toffelmeyer matrix in two thousand one to those rings and bands, and it improved efficiency, but it also improved clinical outcome. Mm-hmm. So while it didn't make you know Toffelmeyer's are pretty quick and easy in the be- you know yeah. compared to these rings and bands in the beginning, but I had more predictability. I had more consistency. So that was a great investment. So I would tell somebody that's using Tofelmeyer matrixes, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I know what you're talking because about. The yeah. thing, you know, that we squeeze around the yeah. truth. Um, Twist. Uh, if some, no, no, this was when you had the metal one. Uh, <laughs> you, oh. you haven't even seen that. No, I have seen one. I didn't know what it was for, but I've seen one. <laughs> <laughs> You're so spoiled, Meredith. <laughs> I saw the dis- I've used the disposable one. Yeah, those are not that bad yeah. with the little thing. But, um, you know, something like that, is a good investment. Right. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I know somebody listen, you, you're listening, you're like, well, God, that, of course, that's it's like $4, right. you know, compared to $3. But so let, let's take a look at that. Uh, does, for example, a microscope, mm-hmm. and I have a microscope, okay? Yeah. And you so, love it. And I love it, right? Spoiled. High maintenance. Here we are. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> High maintenance. But does the microscope... Does it approve efficiency that matters? And the answer is probably no. Right. Now, maybe you're at a point where luxury spend is okay, Mm -hmm. but maybe you're not at that point. And I would argue that 80% of people listening are not at that point. Probably not a necessity. It's not a necessity, right? Yeah. So, So we have to kind of think of these things in that way that... You know, is it improving an efficiency that matters? You know, are we going to schedule differently that? You know, another part I would look at is, um, you know, another part I would think about there is, is this, if I spend X, money on X, will it help me do more procedures that I like to do? So, for example, mm-hmm. let's, again, I, I'm thinking way out yeah. of the box here, just trying to give examples is if I could get something that would cut my filling time in half so I had more time to do implants, would that be a worthwhile investment for me? Yes. Absolutely, right? Right. You know, but if would I be interested in cutting my filling time in half to do more fillings? No. <laughs> I, I, you know, I get it. Maybe that makes money, yeah. but, but that's not really what moving me for. in the direction that I want to move right. right now. Do you have an example of something in this category? Uh, types of procedures you want to do. So for a team, it would be, you know, if you wanted to hire some uh, assistant who hadn't been trained in a specific procedure versus Mm -hmm. a team member who had already done a specific procedure. Yeah. So sleep ortho. Great. Like if you were in, you know, you know, and this is a, you know, this one, this is one that I really struggled with early in my career. And probably until about four, five, six years ago, and you might agree until now yeah. even, yeah. Is, is I would have a tendency to look for an inexperienced assistant because they cost less versus looking for somebody that may have been five, six, seven, ten dollars $10 more, but they came with 
experience in areas that could help my practice, right? Right. So I think that's a super important point to bring up yeah. is, is when it comes to that. Now, along the same line of team members, another thing I would look at is if I spend money on X, does it make my, is it more reliant on the doctor or the team member? Mm-hmm. So in other words, for example, if I spent, I'm going to use a microscope as an example, okay? And again, right. I like microscopes, okay? If I buy a microscope, is it helping my assistant really? None. Not really, no. right? Somebody can argue, oh, your assistant has, because they, they make microscopes where the assistants can look into. <laughs> I just want to see the two of you guys doing that. <laughs> but it doesn't really help. In fact, I would argue It blocks that, it a little bit. You'd... I would argue that it makes the practice more reliant on me. Mm-hmm. Or if, let's, let's use this as an example. Let's say I'm going, to, and, and this goes into the mindset of when you purchase something. Let's say I'm going to buy a, a CEREC machine, for example, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm buying it for me to use. Yes. That's not... Helping. That, well, I'm not saying it's bad, but right. it's not... You've got to go into it with a mindset of minimizing the, the, the dependence on the dentist. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that as well as I want them to understand that. Uh, is, is so much about what we're doing is about minimizing the need for us because right. I hear it all the time from, I hear it so much from dentists and I heard it from myself so much was that I just feel like I can't leave the office. I feel like the office doesn't survive. The even sometimes. It doesn't operate without yeah. you. Right. So whose fault is that? Right. Right. At the end of the day, that was my fault because right. I kept doing things or adding things and I kept putting more and more on my own plate because of the decisions I was making or the mindset behind those decisions. Yeah. So I think a good example of that would be with the CEREC, like you said, if mm-hmm. you were going to buy a CEREC, yeah. you know, and for the doctor to use, yes, that's going to improve your efficiency, but you can train your assistant to design those crowns. Mm-hmm. It may take a little bit longer, especially in the beginning. Right. It may not be perfect every single time, but that gives you the freedom to do other things, to Better leave hyd- the operatory, yeah. to see, start another patient, to see hygiene exams, and come back stress-free, still moving forward with the procedure. I'll use the example you talked to me about earlier is my implant restorations. Yeah. Like, am I faster at doing them? Sure. Yeah. But now I don't have to touch them. Right. Whitney does them all. She sends me, she takes her phone and she sits there on the computer and she takes a video of moving it around and, and she says, is this approved? Yeah. And I say, yes or no. Or I right. say, make this change, make that change. Or I say, no, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that's, to me, that's efficiency that matters. Right. You know, that's really efficiency that yeah. matters. So, you know, that really goes into the mindset. Uh, so marketing, you know, marketing is a tough one with efficiency. Mm-hmm. Marketing, I would look at, is it moving me towards the practice I want? Because let's actually, this is a good one on marketing, is if someone came to me and said, I'm going to get you more general dentistry patients, <laughs> what would I say to them? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, right? Because right. I take enough insurances thank where you, that's, but no, thank that's you. covered, right? Yeah. But if somebody came to me and said, hey, we're going to get you some more patients with sleep, I would say, okay, that's an yeah. efficiency that matters. And here's why I say that. You know, and I use this example in a lot of my lectures is um, every sleep appliance I do is 15 fillings I don't have don't. to do. Yeah. So to me, that there's a level of efficiency there, right? So if we can do something like that, 
that makes me more efficient in the sense that I can do less dentistry. Mm -hmm. I can see one sleep patient or 15 filling patients. Right. Uh, that, that's a good investment. Two now, days of work. That's right. two days of work you can take off. Pretty much. For every sleep Yeah, or probably a day. You I know? shouldn't tell you that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm going to work a little bit less. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that covers efficiency that matters yeah. pretty well. Yeah. So what were the things we've covered so far, Meredith? So, so far we've talked about the money um, you spend touch your customers and will the money you spend improve efficiency that matters. Okay. So the last question we have is will the money I spend actually generate revenue? Yeah, this is obviously a super important Probably one, Probably right? the most important, right? For business, at <laughs> yeah, least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I would argue that even in personal life, you know, yeah. is, it, does, it, does it actually make Pay the bills. Enough? You know, and, and I want to say and this. give you a life. You know, I want to say this on, on, in regards to this is, uh, you know, so often we talk, to, we talk about return on investment. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, put, I put 50 grand out of my pocket I need to get this. this. But I think there needs to be a return on investment on the risk right. that you take. Yeah, I put $10,000 down, but I borrowed a hundred grand. Right. Right. So should I, my return on investment should be based on the risk I take because if it doesn't go right, I'm on the hook for that money for that hundred grand. Right. Yeah. So the return on investment is not just the direct cash spend, but also the spend the that you value. make on the risk yeah. and the debt that you take on. So I, I think we, I think we, we should borrowing money should provide a return mm -hmm. because you're taking a risk. You're putting money on the line. And I said it, I think a few episodes ago, I am not a fan of borrowing money beyond the useful life of a piece of equipment. So if we know, for example, that a piece of technology will change every five years, then don't finance it for more than five, five years. years. Right. You know, a car. A car. A car, you know, and I've, I'm starting to see... Best example. And, and this is kind of on the personal and mm -hmm. business side of things. I don't think a car lasts more than five years. You know, a useful life of a car today is five, six years. Don't finance it for more than that. And right. we're starting to see 84 months yeah. and crazy stuff. They're right? just trying to get you to buy them. They'll do anything. Well, not even they're that. They're making that, it affordable. Well, they're making it affordable so that you uh, will spend more... more. The price is going because up you too. can make it instead of sixty month payments. We got eighty four months, yeah. and now I can buy a thirty thousand dollar car at sixty months, or I can buy a forty thousand dollar car at eighty four months, right. and the payments are the same. same. And so the same thing, you know, when I talk to people about technology and they go, "Oh, we'll finance it out," my bank said they'll finance it out for ten years. I'm like, dude, it's a bad idea. Yeah, because that technology is probably not going to last ten years. Yeah. Now here's what I'll say about a good about a microscope. <laughs> that thing has lasted me 15 years yeah. and it hasn't changed. No, because the technology of a microscope will it's, never change. It's glass, you yeah. know. So, so, you know, that's, that's a good thing. So, you know, when we look at actually generating revenue, the first thing I look at is new procedures. First yeah. and foremost, it's, it's the most, and this is not mm. what I looked at when I first started. Right. But what's most important to me today is if I spend money on X, Will it generate new revenue and new procedures? So, mm -hmm. for example, if somebody came to me and said, hey, we can sell you this piece of equipment and it's going to allow you to add sleep apnea to your practice, mm -hmm. I would be very interested in that. Right. Okay. Yeah, we already do sleep. Yes. So somebody listening, don't try to sell me something yeah. like that. 
But if somebody but a home sleep study, yeah, exactly, man. It, that's yeah. the first step to adding something to your practice, right. a new procedure to your practice. So that's one of the things I look at. Will it generate revenue directly? Is on new procedure. Then there's then there's the thought of, well, I need to invest in the infrastructure. Yeah. So now this may come to something like new chairs mm-hmm. in your practice. You know, so new chairs. Do you really need them? Right. You know, are the chair like for example, I spent a lot of money last year yeah. on new chairs slash treatment centers in my practice. I love them, super happy with them. Makes your life a little bit easier. That's correct. But, but does it directly our patients noticing the difference? Right. They notice it's cleaner, it's nicer, yeah. but they didn't think we had junky stuff to begin with. Right. They right. have no idea that it has an implant implant motor built into the chair. They have no you know, they don't care if you're gonna bring out an yeah. implant motor or not. But I was to the point where I was able and ready to spend on luxury items. Right. Whereas somebody right now, I would say, maybe that's not your first place that you spend the money. Yeah. Maybe where you spend the money first is something that brings new procedures into your practice, something that patients will notice, something that will make you more efficient in areas that matter, yeah. Something, things along that line. Yeah. Because, you know, I think, what were you telling me earlier about the consult room? Oh, um, we redid, we recently redid our entire office. So the consult rooms are one of the first things done. And then we did the actual chairs and the operatories. But, you know, a patient will come in and sit in the consult room and they're sitting in a $100 chair and they're like, oh, it's so beautiful in here. It's so nice in here. Yeah, I may have spent like a couple of thousand dollars in the whole room. Right, if that. Right. I mean, it was like peel and stick wallpaper. Like <laughs> we painted some furniture we already had. It looks beautiful, don't get me wrong. But it's nothing compared to the chairs and the operatories, right? right? They get into the operatory and they're like, okay. It just looks like a regular dental office, you yeah. know? They don't notice anything. They have no idea so, they're sitting in the Mercedes, do they? No, no idea. <laughs> they don't even know there's massages there. Right, I know. That's our own fault, but to be quite honest with you. It's the start of what they think about in our practice, right. too. So, you know, your point in that was, and yeah. I love that point, by the way, was that spending money in the consult room yeah. is an oft-overlooked aspect. For sure. Bathroom. Waiting rooms. Waiting areas. Yeah. Although now that's a car. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> depends how nice your car is. Your front office area. Yeah. You know? That's the first. The quality of your sneeze guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ours are nice. Uh, sometimes I just think a lot of that area, because it's not clinical, is really overlooked, but that's the patient's first experience. Yeah, absolutely Even, it is. you know, the person you have up front, that's their, that's their first experience. That's who they talk to on the phone. That's who they meet and see when they get yeah. there. That's who talks them through everything. And we just think so much about the clinical side. And once people are in for the clinical work, that you've sold that. Like, they already, right. they're already Like, ready. I'm pretty sure I could have wooden pegboards. Back there, yeah. <laughs> for chairs. Right. Like, I could have no, two by fours for chairs, and right. I think patients would still come in. They might be freaked out a little because bit. Because we have the, nice bathrooms. <laughs> but no, but I, I, but I think that's a, that's a fair point that yeah. you make, is, is we spend so much money and time on things that really only matter once they become patients. Right. But we we're not often we often overlook the things that help people become patients. Yeah. And that, that really matters. So infrastructure is nice, amenities are nice, but do they really generate revenue? Yeah. You know, for example, I, I wanted to uh, uh, get hot towel warmers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a few hundred dollar things, right? Right. But for me, that's no big deal, a few hundred dollars. But some people, for some of our listeners, a couple hundred bucks matters. Yeah. You know, does that actually generate revenue? Can I charge for that hot towel? 
No. No. Yeah. I, mean, I take I take your MetLife. God says you should give yeah. me a hot towel for taking your MetLife, yeah. you know. So those, those are kind of some of the things that, you know, that I'm talking about when you invest in your practice. Uh, one area that I'm really looking at very closely is digital impression scanners mm-hmm. and how I think, and I'm going to get in a little bit of trouble for talking about this. Yeah. Okay. But what I think is, I think as a profession, we're missing the opportunity with a digital impression scanner. And, and I think the first company that gets out there and stops marketing them as a doctor assistant device and starts creating something and marketing it as a hygienist or hygiene room mm-hmm. device is going to make an impact because, you know, we have digital impression systems. We have a different one in the, in the so we have a hygiene version and then we have doctor assistant versions. Right. But you every know, operatory has a scanner. Pretty, we're pretty close to yeah. having every operatory have a scanner now. And the difference is, is, the needs of a hygienist from a diagnostic and case presentation side is very different than the need of the dentist from a restorative or ch- clinical treatment side. And, and we're moving into that era. You know, I've got my eyes on something right now that I think is going to change the game of how we do our hygiene visits and exams that may make photography irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And it's kind from, of a two for one. Yeah, you know, for someone like me who's built my career around photography, yeah. whether it's speaking and training and, and with patients, you know, to me to be able to say that, you know, maybe we don't need photography. Yeah. Uh, because, and it would save time too. And it would save time and it would attract patients. So I think that's always important. Yeah. And one more thing about the generating the revenue is investing in your team. Yes, of course. So if you're sending... If you're one, if you're hiring new team members, looking for those team members that do have experience in procedures that you don't offer, or investing in the team members you already have, sending them to CE is, are you sending them to the, that CE to implement a new procedure in your office? That's going to create more revenue. Yeah. And I, my argument back to you, Meredith, on that is you shouldn't attempt to implement any new procedures without your team training. Right. I mean, we see it all the time yeah. in a few of our classes where the doctor comes alone and without question, 98% of them say, I really should have brought my assistant or my team members yeah. with me. And and uh, it's, no, it's across the board. It's not just about uh, sleep or implants or whatever it may be. It's across the board that offices that properly invest in team members, hopefully at training through 3D dentists. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, but other places as well, we know that they do better. Right. And and, and it, investing in CE for team members, does it touch your customers? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because trained team members treat your customers well. Right. They are a direct reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, does it improve efficiency? Anything that can get you out of the way and put the load on other people, people, right. no, no offense, people that make less than me, yeah. that's always good for business, right. right? And does it actually generate revenue? I mean, I'll, what, is, what does Liz generate? What does, right. you know, Ma- Megan generate at this point? What does Whitney generate for me? An from ortho assistant. An ortho assistant. Yeah. All these things, what do they generate in the practice? 
and and so it creates that ownership mentality. So uh, let's. I think we've covered that stuff pretty yeah. well there. So what are the yeah. three questions, Meredith? The three questions that you should ask yourself before spending any money is: Will the money I spend touch my customers? Will the money I spend improve efficiency that matters? And will the money I spend actually generate revenue? So that's another episode for this week. Yes. If you guys uh, will leave us a review, if you have any questions, you can go to www.asktbone.com. If you have any questions about 3D, you can email me at meredith at 3d-dentist.com. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. And uh, one last thing. Uh, Facebook community. Yes. Uh, 3D-dentist.com slash community. All these people have already joined, but if That's you not, haven't. I, I know for a fact they haven't. <laughs> Here's why I know, because we have more listeners of our podcast yes, than we do members, members. of all our right. Facebook forum. So uh, please do join our group and uh, we look forward to seeing you for next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, Let's get to this week's episode.